0: It's actually, a little infuriating, is it? Yeah.
1: We'll just wait till I stream later, or till we stream later.
0: I, I Why is it, it looks- that when we have Justin, you get you go quiet, but if it's anyone else, you fucking deafen us all?
1: Uh, well, that's because uh, our heralded guest is a um uh he, he has a uh, a finer ear palette uh and uh, I don't want to ruin it for his job. What? Uh, he- In the hell does that mean i have no idea
2: i'm like wolverine but with ears okay
1: (laughs) wow Uh, well welcome welcome everyone Uh, you are listening to hunting pixels the one and only official video game podcast of culture pop uh today is a special day this is our second special episode of the year Coming only, what was it, two weeks, uh, roughly? Yep. Let's see. It launched the 17th of January. So, yeah, roughly two weeks uh, since uh, our last special edition episode. And um, we're doing something very similar. There was some big news that broke this week. uh, News of an acquisition from none other than Sony... So we are here to talk about that today, fine fellas. Uh, And joining me as almost, well, I should probably say who I am first. Uh, I didn't actually type up any sort of outline for this. Uh, Justin was kind enough to provide us with uh, a series of uh, questions that we can mull over. Uh, So here we are. I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen. And I'm joined, as almost always, by one of my two normal co-hosts, Dylan Martin.
0: (laughs) Okay, great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, returning for like the 18th time because he's just uh, such a great guy, Mr. Skyrise Excellence himself. uh, You know him as... Roman Roy from Succession. Oh. Um, (laughs) It is Mr. Justin Ruiz. Boys, how's it doing? How's it going? How's it doing?
0: It's going fine, but I feel like there's a bit of favoritism here. Uh, Why is that? I, you know, just re-listen to the first bit of this podcast. You'll figure it out.
1: Okay. Yeah. I I don't really listen to it when I edit, so. I can tell.
2: (laughs) It's really getting a lot of hostility here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he he doesn't like when he's not my favorite plaything.
0: Yeah, it's been whoa, oh! <laughs> Thought you said person with an accent. No, you said plaything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm great, man. How are you?
1: Mm, you know, doing doing. Justin, how's things going over in uh in um, I'm Richland. Um, oh, I'm losing my shirt
2: on uh, on Microsoft. I was short Microsoft. Now uh, I'm losing my shirt on Intel. Tech's going down, buddy. Tech's going down. I'm not good. I'm not doing too good. Uh, you know what though? You know what they're saying though? Frozen concentrated orange
1: juice. That's where you got to be. now I'm doing it good. Yeah. I'm doing all right. What What was with the uh, with the my cousin Vinny there? I
2: was just, you, you'd say, like, rich land. Like, all I do is just look at a Bloomberg terminal,
0: just full oh. of, like, stock. I mean, it was pretty convincing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I believed you. I was about to dump all yeah. my Microsoft stock and buy frozen orange juice. Frozen concentrate orange juice, please. Oh, so, Sorry. Sorry. My,
2: my bad. <laughs> it's a commodity. It's a real commodity. It is true.
1: It is true. Uh, yeah, so... Well, we know why we're here, right, boys? We're here to talk about Sony buying Bungie. And uh, I, I one thing that I definitely want to maybe uh, steer clear of, um, as opposed to uh, what we saw with, or what we had going on with our last special episode, I, I, I do want to steer a little bit clear of um, maybe like, talking about how does Microsoft respond? Because, uh, if, if we're being honest, this isn't a Sony's responding to Microsoft buying Activision thing. These deals take tons and tons of time, uh, obviously. Um, so this was already in the works. Uh, but I do definitely still want to discuss like implications of what this could mean for Sony, what this could mean for Bungie, uh, and, and go from there. So, Um, yeah, let's, I I guess, get into it. So, uh, like I referenced before, um, we had that gigantic deal back in mid-January where Microsoft, uh, bought or acquired Activision Blizzard. Um, and now Sony just announced that they are partnering with Bungie and, They are buying Bungie for, what was it, $3.6 billion? Is that right? That is right. Okay. So, um, yeah, within the context of what we've seen um, recently, so Microsoft bought, you know, obviously Activision Blizzard, Uh, Take-Two bought Zynga, and then Sony purchased Bungie right? Um, these are big, big acquisitions. Uh, I mean, in the billions of dollars, right? Um, what, what are you guys, uh, we'll start with, with, um, with Dylan. How do you think that Sony's acquisition of Bungie really impacts the greater gaming landscape first?
0: I don't feel like this is anything groundbreaking, truly. Um, It's great for Sony because I feel like they did need some sort of um, studio that could really provide a solid first person shooter. And obviously Bungie has no shortage of that, but I don't think like this is anything, you know, when we think of what Microsoft did that truly, I think shaped a, a lot of what's to come and maybe in a smaller side of things, this, just kind of leads to what we were fearing from Microsoft. It's like, do these studios start, um, you know, just buying everything up and then there's less out there for other people because it's on one specific console. Um, there's a lot of questions it raises, but this was by no means um, an acquisition to get back at Microsoft because I think Justin himself said, I think these were his words. These things take months. So um, it. I don't think it... Affects us the way the Activision Blizzard rec- uh, acquisition will, but it just makes me worry. I think is the best thing is like how when do all these studios start getting just gobbled up? You know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's the only thing that I had from it. Uh, the worry. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, what are your thoughts on that, Justin?
0: I think there's a little bit. Well.
2: To your point, both of your points um, i'd be shocked if these conversations didn't start happening after the Bethesda acquisition yeah I, I, think, I think I think that's how long yeah I think that's how long back this is going like this to me see and and i would I would even think that these aren't conversations in the beginning of like who's like do you you think we belong together like you think we should have just do a deal like i i almost get the sense that sony was like can we just work with you guys you know like can we just partner on some stuff because we're we're lacking in a lot of key areas but i i think for the greater landscape i think this is a lot of for sony it's like business as usual whereas like some of the other groups are definitely more like like the take 2 Zynga one that was that was more of like a we don't have mobile or we have a really small mobile division. We need we need way more exposure here versus the the Activision uh acquisition I think was just and that was the right place, the right time. You know, they were they were so down, they were getting beat up, they have great IP, and there's so much implication for that one, right? You got the Asian exposure with Call of Duty Mobile, you have King, you have um, a boatload of IP. Like there, there's so much to it. Whereas this one, this one to me seems like Sony understands what they need, how they can deliver on like their core experiences, and then from there just executing right. So who, you know, they probably scratched their heads and said, "Well, we don't have any live service games. Who's really good at that?" And we don't really have any first person shooter games. who's good at that? and both answer you know like both the the venn diagram there was was bungee uh so I think for the greater landscape, I think it's kind of a net net like there's no there's no real impact right now. maybe five years from now you'll we'll see like some real real impact, but Sony's staying the course right this is this is one of those. We need to get people to buy PlayStations, so what's the best way? Well, let's continue to make really, really good games. That's that's what I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The one thing um, (laughs) that I would probably point out is uh, in terms of uh, broader impact, I I do think that uh, taking Bungie off the board – um p- potentially to make uh, some exclusives. Like, obviously, I don't think they're going to abandon Destiny as a multi-platform release. I think that Bungie, uh, who is uh, a- apparently, according to the press release, going to continue to self-publish games as they see fit. Um, I think that Bungie would be stupid. I, I, I think Sony would be, frankly, stupid to not let destiny continue to proliferate on all platforms that it's available on. Uh, But I I do want to say that uh, in terms of shooters, right? I'm kind of hard pressed to name a studio better than Bungie. uh, Who's actively working. Um, Infinity Ward. I think you could have made that, that case for back in say like, 2010 like that sort of era of call of duty uh and i I think you could make that same uh claim for respawn when respawn was doing titanfall 2 uh but respawn's in a very different place now and uh you know um infinity ward is in a very different place now uh and i don't think that anybody's doing it better than bungie and i i kind of think that taking the premier first person shooter company off the board uh definitely could hurt you know s- some other publishers who would be looking to you know work with them to make their own game
2: uh, i think but i think but, gearbox would be yeah
1: like the second
2: one i would think of off the bat of like who who's like Who's really good in this area, but they're part of Embracer Group. Yeah, so, you know, like they're
1: off the, you know, they're off the board. So yeah, I, I think both of you pointed out rightly that I, I don't think that this nearly has many as uh, big comp uh, uh, implications as the Microsoft, um, Activision Blizzard deal. Uh, but you know, um. One thing. Well, I, good show, I, everyone. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, one thing I, I wanted to bring up, uh, that Dizzy had said that this is a good acquisition on Sony's part, and I tend to agree with that, because I think that it tends to fill out a, a part of their portfolio that they really haven't had uh, much success in. Um, but I, I want to point this to you, Justin, do you, do you think that this was a good acquisition by Sony? Especially when you consider it was three point six billion dollars. I know, right? And that number seems like small. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, right? yeah like after everything seemed.
0: else we've yeah.
2: But I I think it was I think it was very smart. I think it was a smart move. I, I think they got a lot of good credit. Showing everyone that they're still the good guys Saying like oh don't worry about Destiny That'll be available for everyone And Destiny's more of a Like platform now Than it is like a sequel Like I I don't think we're ever going to get a Destiny 3 Right? This is only going to be Destiny 2 and they'll add more Planets or more galaxies or something But I I think it was a smart move I mean they're They're running a game They're running a game that has been around Since 2017 and successfully. And I think the numbers they put out the other day, on a slow day, Destiny does n- almost close to a million players on its platform. So if they were to kickstart this and, and really run with it, yeah, you could, you could pump a lot of cash out of this thing. But with all of the resources that Bungie has that there's like, I think a thousand employees, you could, you could really get cranking on exclusive titles. So even if Bungie still has the ability to self publish on any platform they want, Sony basically can just knock on the door and say, what do you got? Or, or we have a property. Um, We want to do like an open world live service ratchet and clank game where uh, people make their own lombaxes and they jump from, like, you know, I don't know, universe to universe. How do, how do we make this work? <laughs> and Bungie basically says, like, I guess we have to show you. You know, we have to kind of open Pandora's box here and show you. But that's a pretty good... That's a good resource to have at your beck and call is one of the best developers in, I would say, in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, d- uh, don't uh, talk too much about that because Dylan might get uh,
0: a little too hard and have a heart attack and die. Almost. It's okay. So. I have a stronger heart than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, pose a question to you guys because it's something I was thinking of. Bungie, it's, they're known for their first person shooters, right? <clears throat> but this isn't Sony's first endeavor at a first-party, first-person shooter. They've had Killzone before them. Mm -hmm. Um, Killzone was a pretty rad game, and the the company that made them was Guerrilla Games, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When was the last time you heard something from a Killzone title, and then rather they've put all their focus on uh, Horizon Forbidden West and Horizon Zero Dawn being before that? Do you think for whatever reason, Sony uses Bungie as a conduit to get to another, not something that's outside of Bungie's realm of norm. Like let's say it's not a first person shooter. Do you think that that's even a possibility or do you think they've acquired Bungie not only for what they can provide in terms of support, but in terms of just their FPS know-how?
1: Um... My first instinct is to say no, because Bungie, what Bungie does is first-person shooters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, And I know that, like, you know, Gorilla moved on to Horizon um, and really showed you what they could do. But I think that Bungie has been built since Halo to be focused on making shooters, like I, I think that when people go and they sign up for Bungie, like they go to make shooters. Um, I think that they have, with Destiny in particular, they have a pedigree of some like uh, RPG light mechanics. So that like they could potentially go out to make a, like a like a first-person RPG, something similar to like an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout. But uh, my instinct is to say no. That really, how this really helps Sony in in terms of like new IP is potentially a new first person shooter for Sony. Not necessarily a new genre for Bungie, if that makes sense.
0: And I agree. I'm actually in the same mindset. Um, The only thing that brought that question to mind is because when I re... Visited what guerrilla has done They started as a fps like I know there was a merger and that's what created guerrilla games But their first games were nothing but fps games and then they transitioned to horizon Yeah So Uh, got me a little worried
1: I yeah, I feel you uh Justin what what are your thoughts on that? I did anything is possible, right? I
2: mean, I, I don't I don't doubt that they could turn around and be asked to make something that is out of their wheelhouse, which I'm sure would still be good, but the the gaping hole in the portfolio is is shooter. Right? When was the last time Sony had like a dynamic first person shooter? Was it Killzone? <laughs> was yeah. it Resistance? It was. I mean, really? Yeah.
1: If it wasn't Killzone, it was Resistance. But
0: those were PS3 titles, right? I mean, yeah. And, and, and I mean, just another franchise that a lot of people forget about is SOCOM.
1: Yeah, and that hasn't yeah. been around since what the introduction of the PlayStation Move. Yeah, so they, they've
0: been lacking for quite a while.
2: And they they have... It's funny because they have the capabilities to go back to something like a military shooter, which mm-hmm. I personally think you don't do because I agree. there are damn near too many of them. But if you were to... Sort of take what Bungie's DNA is And apply it to something like I don't know Universe is akin to Like Eve Or um, mm. Something along those lines I, I think you could get a, a lot of really cool Like I don't want to just point straight to space But You get a lot of cool stuff in that, in that regard Or even like Fallout-esque Right
0: that yeah, kind of that kind of thing, S- something like Starfield,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Complete carbon copy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, uh, but I thought about it, and it sounded like a cool possibility. because if they didn't, like, I absolutely foresee a FPS coming from them, uh, like a you know a first party Sony first person shooter d- developed by Bungie. But it's like later down the line, I think they can make some pretty cool stuff. Given, but, uh, but here's give
2: the thing, like, here, here's my question. Who at Insomniac would you want speaking to who at Bungie about, like, environments? Because I think you could have a a lot of really awesome, cool environments being developed for a lot of different, really cool properties. Like, get get that team that does environments over at Bungie to apply it to, like, the next Marvel title, whether it's, you know, like a Wolverine game or, like, I don't know, let's say an X-Men game, but something like that, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I I 100% feel that. It's
0: kind of exciting. Yeah. Just give me a whole game around the danger room.
1: (laughs) Uh, One thing that I I think we've kind of danced around is, uh, like, obviously with Bungie being, like, the live service game, uh, I think... (sighs) Was it today that Sony announced uh, that they were looking to utilize Bungie uh, in a specific way to make more live service games? Like, not necessarily have Bungie do them, but to like help shepherd that into their system. And then they want to do 10 new live service games. 10 new live service games. 10? Yeah. 10? That's ridiculous. By 2026. Um yeah that's four years away so that's that's more than two a year breaking it out right so um I don't know does I I think my my first question is does uh mm, right. alright so my first question is gonna be does this excite you in any way and I'm gonna say right up front no yeah (laughs) there are too many of these fucking games already (laughs) like
0: there are and they're Cat, they're money makers, though. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, is they're huge money makers. I think if anyone does it the best, it's Bungie for sure, because they actually make me want to play their game. But yeah. like you said, there's so many, dude. There was a uh, what is it? Have you guys heard of? uh Is it Dauntless? uh you
1: know I've that? heard of that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's 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 another one. I actually dabbled in it the other day. Um on the ps5 it just felt like every other live service game that i've played it i it it did not hook me i was done in like three hours i know it sounds like a maybe that's not enough time maybe that's too much time but i don't know it was just do i really want 10 more of these in the next four years well
2: the, the thing that i think of is yeah there totally will be a a and i know it's hard to not use destiny as an example but like a destiny sized live service game but there could be smaller live service games that maybe only just you know maybe they are maybe they're free to play you know like maybe they're not even you know maybe they're not even um you know fully priced experiences they could be free to play or they could live on like one of the new services that they have i don't see that being an issue where if some of like let's say of the 10 three are gigantic and seven are you know smaller opportunities like even something the size of like an indie game made by i don't know like a hard machine comes to mind but like something live servicey from them or a team like them that could be pretty cool. I could see that being fun where you you know, you know sink a couple of months into that. You come back to it when new stuff happens. But I, I, I don't get the Im- – well, it's hard to say this, but I get the impression that 10 games for them means 10 big opportunities. But if I were them, I would explore something a little bit more bite-sized from a live service perspective – rather than just hitting over hitting everybody over the head with like this is this is the newest like big ticket item that we have like i think somebody joked about it um before but like a last of us style um live service game where you're like defending <laughs> defending your city from invaders and
0: spore people but i don't know it, it you could know, i said i'd I said I didn't want another live service game, but if you give it to me in the Last of Us universe, I might play it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's something we we talked about over in um, one of the other discords with Tani. Um, We talked specifically about The Last of Us, uh, some sort of live service game, and I I think that that could totally work. Um, And, and I mean, that brings me to another question. I mean, obviously, uh, with the shooter pedigree you could easily have something like a destiny clone so to speak set in like a kill zone universe but like do you think that they would be able to leverage that technology for uh stuff like the last of us or do you think there would be more of like a um uh maybe introducing new ip to sony staple I
2: I would hope it's new IP. I mean, I, there, I yeah, I do too. There are, there are a few things like I think The Last of Us is. I will definitely play another installment of that, but I would rather see something new. Um, it almost, in a lot of ways, this sort of makes me upset that Days Gone got canned because this seems that model seems to fit. A live service model too where it's sort of this open this gigantic open world it's very resource driven there's so many customizations you could do with like the motorcycle and your you know specific dirt bag that you're rolling around with but it seems like that would have been a really good universe to sh- sort of explore with this but i I really hope it's a new IP and I hope it's something you know outside of Like zombies or something like that. I think it's. I think, I think PlayStation has a lot of good um, back catalog mascots and and franchises that they can go back to. Like I would love to see the Bungie team utilize Sly Cooper in a way that could be really cool. Like you know, timed um, a live service game around like timed theft and all different kinds of stuff, like stealing from other big characters and items and I, I, something like that would be would seem really cool but again i don't have too much faith that sony will not press the gas pedal on stuff like uncharted or the last of us or basically anything coming out of naughty dog
0: right mm. i wish like i guess a, a dream collaboration would be these co- uh, creative efforts partnering with blue point games and seeing what they could create
1: oh yeah that could definitely be cool. They have the pedigree of making, like, incredible-looking... Inv- like, really highly detailed, like, environments. I, that could be really fucking awesome. Uh, uh, well, um, since we're kind of on the subject of, of the live-service games, we can kind of take a look at... Uh, sort of Game Pass and how uh, Microsoft has kind of said that they want to leverage Game Pass to have experiences with longer tails. Like they've already pointed out that um, Halo is going to have like a ten-year shelf life or whatever. Ten uh, years. with with. Why this, do you need ten games when you have ten years? You're right. <laughs> uh, w- with these ten games that Sony's looking to kind of bring out. Um, And then, you know, they've been talking about the planned subscription service. Uh, Do you think that these services are are going to be kind of built with that subscription service in mind? And do you think that it fits well with that service? Uh, I think uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll jump in. I, I
2: think so. I mean, it's, you know, if you think about like, look at, look at, PlayStation Plus, right? Mm-hmm. It, is a, it is a necessary evil. You want to charge people to go online, right? It makes sense. You know, you're providing a service for them. They should pay for the service, but with that model, which appropriately was said to me once as candy with the medicine, they found a way to entice people to join into that service, and they said, well, here's a couple of offerings that you'll get out of it. You'll get discounts, You'll get early access. You'll get two free games a month, three at this point now. But um, it was was a good model to help really get people on board with that. And if you look at the numbers, it it makes sense. There's like 47 million subscribers for PS Plus. Again, that's just so that you could play online. So if they were going to go and do a, a rehashing of that or scrap PS Now and do more of like a actual subscrip- subscription service for this, it would make sense for them to say whatever the latest Bungie title, which you can buy, you could totally, I'm sure they'll charge you for it, um, would be available for free if you subscribe to this service. I, I think it would make a lot of sense to get people to jump into this and say, I'll give it a shot if, you know, I get something that's a Destiny-like or something akin to that, it would it would make a lot of sense. You'd get people to really latch onto this, and then you say, "Oh, there's other, there's so many other um, uh, features that you get with this." And by the way, you can play online. And by the way, you have access to a library and blah blah blah. Like, there's other value proposition that goes into it. But I I, I would even consider like if any of those live service games were to come out, and most likely be long-tail monetization, they may as well just give it, give it away on this service. Which, if you think about what Microsoft's doing with something like Halo, like the, the multiplayer of Halo is free. The story they charge for, the story's available on Game Pass, it's all baked into that, so why not have something that's similar to it? That, that's the way I think it would... If I had to do it, I, I would consider something like that, but they really need to make sure they have something ready to go to bat with because if they, I think if they launch this without something that makes sense game, game wise, like something that they could push, I think a lot of people would say like, well, what's the difference between this and PlayStation plus, right? Like, well, will I still get the two free games. Will I still get discounts. Like that's where I think a lot of it comes into play. Yeah, And I think thoughts?
0: that's what, I think that's what makes it enticing. Um, Cause if you look at what, I about said Halo. If you look at what Microsoft has to offer with Game Pass, uh, not necessarily now, because even now, yeah, there's great stuff for it. Uh, Halo being, you know, top dog. But, I mean, Call of Duty right around the corner um, for it being on Game Pass. It's inevitable. Um, so what can Sony do to make me care about their subscription service? And I think that's absolutely it. Give me the newest, as you said, Destiny-like, because that's going to get people to flock to you i mean Destiny's great it does so much right and they are the ones that you know gave us halo in the first place so that will always be carried by them in some regard um so i think the best way to sell your service is hey give me the newest bungee something whatever it is live service or not i mean it's it's money
2: so here's here's a question that i i think is it's it's Hard. I guess it's not hard to fathom because there probably are a lot of people who have both systems. But like, what, what what do you think players think right off the bat with something like this, where it's like, well, I'm already game. I'm already a Game Pass subscriber. Like whatever PlayStation's thing is, like it better be competitive because I don't know if I'm going to shell out ten, fifteen, twenty dollars a month in addition to another service that's already really,
0: really good. Do you think that becomes like a consideration to me as a me personally yes because what i think is great about game pass is that i don't have to have the xbox i can sit here and play it all on my pc um and i don't think sony is going to give me that capability um now that said i have a ps5 will i wind up getting it yes but if i if i didn't have that in there and It was up to me as a consumer. I have a PC that can play all the games I would ever want to um, from Steam and stuff like that, Epic Games Store whatever. But then they give me the capability of playing all of these Xbox titles, too, like Halo. Um, And I don't know if PlayStation could offer me that as a consumer.
2: Well, they're getting their Uh, their stuff on PC soon enough.
0: They are. And, and, you know, God of War is there. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is there. And by the end of the year, Bloodborne is going to be there. Uh, prediction episode josh um it will be there but in days gone right and death stranding um it's all it's they're making its way there so how does sony i guess that's a question within a question it's how does sony get that kind of draw to for, for people to want to go that route to buy their subscription i think pc is a huge part of it yeah what do you think josh
1: uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that Sony ha- has realized that PC is a viable place for them to put their games once they've kind of rang all of the uh, money out of the stone that they can get from just releasing them on, you know, PlayStation. Um, and I, I, I think that having a <clears throat> service similar to Game Pass where you can put those things on PC is uh, – it seems like it – if it's not right around the corner, I think that that is uh, mighty foolish of Sony. I really do. Um, but I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Um, okay. Well, with that said, uh, obviously, I think we talked about it earlier. Um, Sony – or well, not Sony, sorry. Bungie – um, really fits nicely into PlayStation's portfolio, right? Uh, they are definitely a spot where Sony has lacked in... I mean, we said it since the PS3, right? Yeah. Um, But I, I think the the question that really sticks out to me is, is something that's possibly a little bit more pertinent is where does this fit in with PlayStation's core audience? Because... And I think this is maybe a, a broader question about what is PlayStation's uh, core audience? Because we, one thing that we need not forget is that Sony launched all of their consoles in Japan first, up until or or had a worldwide like all at the same time release for all of their consoles until the PS4 and PS5. But the PS4 and the PS5 both launched in the US. First, right? So I, I think where it fits in the core audience kind of depends on what you're asking what their core audience is. And to me, you're asking where is PlayStation being played the most and does it fit with them and and what their like uh playing habits entail? And to me, with the US being where PlayStation is played the most. Uh, I would say they fit right in because, I mean, let's face it, Call of Duty is gigantic for a reason, right? I mean, Halo is uh, – I think I saw the other day that they had 10 million active users and, like, Forza had, like, 8 million or something like that, right, for Game Pass. So, like, shooters are still huge. I I think Bungie fits right in with what the core audience is for PlayStation at the moment. But what what are your guys' thoughts on that?
0: No, I feel like, I mean, I'm right there with you. It's, It's where they belong in a sense. I don't know. I just feel like this was so smart for them. It gives them something unique and special because I said it a few minutes ago, but that name carries weight. It carries weight from the Halo days. And even now, Destiny 2 is one of, I mean, it's the best uh, live service game. It's, there's nothing else like it. It gives people a reason to keep coming back. I mean, it, you know, every game has issues where it's like, you know, the core fan base always has an issue with something. But they keep providing just absolutely excellent content. Um, and it's just, I say all that to loop around to they're just a fantastic studio that knows what they're doing they've been a big player for a long time and now they can um kind of help sony just b- bolster what they because microsoft has call of duty now they have halo and all that i mean it's just it's like a piece of a puzzle getting pushed in and it, it just fits perfectly i think i think this really uh, what were you gonna say josh Oh, I
2: was just saying. I agree. It's it's weird because I think this, I think this really gives them a solid footing for Europe, because I think the European crowd is was really clamoring for something in this area. Because if you look at, I think if you look at a lot of like European players out there, it's definitely leans or skews heavy towards Call of Duty or Battlefield or. Um, FIFA, right? Like, those those types of games, where those are really, really popular. But if you look at something like, like this, you do get the talent that's creating one of the best shooters out there, right? I, I would I would still say, to this day, Destiny 2 is the best shooter out there. That game, there's nothing that feels better than that game. Those weapons just feel and look amazing. They also have the best names for the weapons. I mean, like, Gallerhorn Sunshot, like yeah, the Man's King. Tale. Dead Man's yeah. Tale. Yeah, that's another good one. There's there's so many other good ones. the Graviton Lance. Um oh what was the Ice like the Ice Cat Cold Heart? <laughs> like yep. such good names for we- weapons. Um But I think it gives them solid footing to like solidify that market. The thing that I think is really interesting with with a deal like this is the fact that I think a lot of what Bungie could create or help Sony create are um, titles for Japan that make a lot of sense for that audience because like they're not from what I from what I always remember Japan's not like super first person shooter focused right they're they're definitely an RPG kind of country. they definitely lean in that in that in that um, in that genre, but I think Bungie could help really solidify that marketplace by creating, you know, solid RPGs that are very, very long tail. Like think think almost like something like a Final Fantasy XIV, but with a different type of scheme to it, maybe a different type of maybe even a different type of gameplay altogether. Maybe more character action or something along those lines. But there's there's knowledge that could be exercised for a country like that where you can really really leverage that player base. So I think I think from a global scale like definitely the US is is positive, right? It makes it makes a lot of sense for for the US. There're so many Destiny players here that I'm sure they'd get excited for whatever comes out, but I wouldn't discount Europe and I wouldn't I would definitely not discount Japan because I think there's a ton of opportunity for them to really hammer home with like any of these, you know, upcoming 10 titles, they could really, really ha- like, like hit it out of the park with those in those areas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I agree with you. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> that just why oh my god Jespertoni. the degeneracy has to be here somewhere
2: you know what though you know what the thing is though like you're you're just enabling him <laughs> and vice versa he's just enabling you like he you know he's kind of like you know i thought europeans were refined but i guess i was wrong but um, <laughs> like his level well, he's like, an
1: owl so
2: <laughs> but those are supposed to be like wise animals that's like the symbol of that's athena true that's true
1: yeah you're true that's-
2: so you know like he's he's wrong on like an anim- an anamorphic level and a human level
1: <laughs> uh well you know what's not wrong Bungie remaining an independent studio oh here we go oh <laughs> sony's it's the strange. good guy
2: sony's the good guy
1: yeah uh, yeah so this so this is something that i wanted to bring up and talk about uh Pretty uh, much from the beginning. Sony, in their announcement, said that uh, Bungie is going to remain an independent studio and that they could publish what they want where they want it to. And the language on it seemed pretty, pretty concrete. And, you know, Jim Ryan's got out here saying, you know, that Sony appreciates them having their autonomy. And I think that to an extent, you kind of got that same talk when. Bethesda was purchased by Microsoft. You know, Phil Spencer came out and was like, they're, uh, they're going to be working autonomously still as like their own publishing hand and blah, 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 which, as we kind of found out, is not true. Yep. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> Except for Starfield so, and everything that comes out after that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, my question to you is, does this kind of seem like a PR move? Uh, Because, you know, there has been a lot of, like, upheaval and, uh, like, distrust kind of placed around since the whole, like, exclusivity is, uh, like, battle has started waging with, like, Microsoft buying all of these studios. Um, And, like... To, to phrase it simply, do you think that this is just a PR move, or is it more genuine? Like, are Sony actually being, quote-unquote, the good guys? Honestly,
2: Josh, <laughs> I, I'm way more curious to hear your answer. <laughs> I want uh, to hear what you have to say. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it's complete bullshit. Listen, fucking Jim Ryan was all about generations until he wasn't. Like... I I, there you can't fucking take anything that this man says to heart like he's a fucking liar and rightfully so (laughs) he needs to keep his business you know his business fair whatever um but I will say this I do think that Bungie will operate in some sort of manner similar to how Blizzard said that they or not Blizzard I'm sorry Bethesda said that they were going to operate in we we found out obviously that that's not the case but I do think that Bungie peeled away from Microsoft because they wanted more say over what they were doing and then they pulled away from uh Activision because they wanted more say in what they were doing right so I think to an extent Bungie is going to have like some sort of like creative control over what they do. But as far as them being their own autonomous unit, I think that is complete and utter horseshit. Dylan
0: Oh no, what I'm absolutely think? of I'm absolutely of the same mind. I'm just glad he got his anger out first. Uh no, it's I don't I feel like they can be independent in their minds, but ultimately We know where those games are going. I mean, Destiny 2, yeah, fine. That's going to stay, you know, it's multi-platform. Great. But you're not going to tell me you're going to create this brand new sparkly, shiny IP that's going to sell so well and it's going to be able to go just anywhere you want to. No, it's going to stay on PlayStation.
2: Yeah. I I bet. my. So first off, I'll say I think both of you are just cynical and not optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Why would any corporation lie to you? (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Jim Jim Ryan is my friend. <laughs> I think they're gonna give I think Sony will give Bungie the same autonomy that they give Jim Ryan. <laughs> um, no, but I think I think you, first off, Sony would be foolish to not slap that logo onto everything they produce, whether it's the credits, whether whether it's the opening, whatever like I might like if Bungie could have a hand in it they should and they should whatever game that comes out right it should have the Bungie logo somewhere if if all goes according to plan and this does remain autonomous my guess or my, my thought process here would be like I think Bungie might have like the right of first refusal so if Sony were to come up to them and say like we have an IP, we want you to, you know, we we've done all the artwork, we want you to develop it. We think it would go well as like a this type of game. Um, do you want to publish this? Otherwise, we will publish this. And I think Bungie might may, may say no, we're working on something else or no, we we want to we feel that our resources are better served in other places. That might be the case. They may have some sort of Agreement where a percentage or ho- however they need to use Bungie in whatever way they they will. But I wonder if it is one of those like right of first refusal where you know they let's say they do make another Destiny, they make Destiny three. I, I would assume that would be multi platform because it's always been in the franchise. But if they were to make something completely new, I I would wonder if Sony would say to them. You, you need to you need to give us a very very good argument why this should be on every platform including Xbox or including Nintendo or mobile or wherever else before you make this b- before we pull the trigger on this being a Sony only that's my optimistic view on that my my other view is <laughs> if if Sony were to say tomorrow like we've completed the deal and everyone in a power position at Bungie is fired, <laughs> then, then it would totally go to we're making all of these games exclusive. Like, I, that's what I would think. But who knows? I mean, Microsoft seems to be playing nicely with a lot of other, you know, a lot of others out there. And, and they may get slapped by the FTC with some crazy, like, you have to keep Call of Duty, you know, multi-platform maybe that does end up setting a precedent for other places out there who who instead of growing their own ip are acquiring ip and then you have to keep that precedent going which i mean then why make the acquisition but i i i wonder i i wonder if that ends up being the case but as a pr move damn that's fucking brilliant <laughs> like, there's so much confusion around At, like Call of Duty. People are scrambling to figure out whether they're, they're, they, should buy, they should buy an Xbox or a Playstation and Jim Ryan gets the pleasure of saying, don't worry, you'll be able to play whatever you want, where, whatever Bungie makes wherever you want and people just say, oh, you know, I think I will buy a Playstation now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, okay, if they released a Destiny 3, it makes much more sense for it to be a multi-platform because that's way more money. But if we're going into it with the mindset of all the other destinies before that have been multi-platform, and the next one has to be too, what happens when you look at Elder Scrolls Six? I like,
2: you, you're preaching to the choir. Like I, I, I was hell bent, and I and I'm wrong. I will eat a hat here and say that I'm wrong, but I was hell bent on the idea that Elder Scrolls Six would remain a multi-platform game because of the install base on so many other platforms. That game sold, like, 30 million copies over the course of, like, a thousand years, right? Like, it's been—it's on everything. You can get it everywhere. They've just, they just—they somehow resell this thing, and I think Tommy's the only person that actually keeps buying them, but— <laughs> they keep reselling this game and they keep making money off of it and it's on everything. Like, to me, I, I, there's a part of me that, that sits here and says, like, the full price of this game and the longevity of it is is a case study. Like, I, you couldn't do that same game with, like, I always bring up Killer7 on here, but, like, you couldn't re, re-release Killer7 on new platforms and just be like, it's $40 and we know you want it. Like, no you couldn't no, no game has that staying power So with an Elder scroll 6 even like the, the the mindset I always had was even if 25% of sales were on PlayStation that's 25% that you would not collect but you know the uh, the other side of that coin is well you could get a lot of those people to switch and buy buy game pass or you can get people to subscribe to game Pass because it'll be the their day one when Elder Scrolls Six drops, but Microsoft is still in the business of selling a full-price game, so why not? You know, like, there's, there's a part of me that says, like, this is one of the biggest IPs in video games. Why wouldn't you? You know, but yeah. I, I could be, I, I, again, I could be totally wrong, and, you know, they could say solidifying tomorrow, we are only selling... The next Elder Scrolls game on Xbox. They could see not even on PC, just on Xbox. But I, I, I could be wrong. I, I just I look at the numbers and I, I think to myself, even even if it were twenty percent, that's that's still a hell of a lot of sales that that you could not capture. But who knows? I, I again, I, I've yeah, I've been, I truly known, to be I've been yeah. known to be wrong. I've been known wrong.
0: Josh has too.
1: Uh, I'm always wrong about everything. <laughs> it's the one thing you know you're right at. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, with with that uh, said, I don't think I have any other questions for us to kind of go over. Was there anything that was uh, on either of your minds that we should talk about?
0: No. Uh, we covered what I wanted to, and it was uh, dude what are the steps they take to get it to pc like bungie and uh like this subscription service what does that mean like going forward and
2: yeah i so i've it- I, have, I have a topic then because sony bought Nixus, right they bought like a lot of those studios that do a lot of the pc ports like does this yeah. does this just really put them into that pc conversation better than where they were Prior, I mean, I, I I would assume yes, but like, do you think that this really ramps up that
0: timeline? Uh, uh, t- t- go ahead. I don't know, maybe. You got a maybe? I feel like a yes. I mean, this is yes in the sense of getting a subscription service and a subscription service being a universal thing to like come to PC and stuff like that. But again, how do they get it on PC? I don't. I don't have a clue. But. My answer is yes, with no justifiable means as to why it's yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I
2: guess the other thing that. Wait, Josh, did you have an answer?
1: Uh, I just said maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure, because, uh, like. So Nixus is known for doing their own ports, but I mean, the thing is, like, I think that they got bought f- to do ports for Sony. I don't know that. Bungie would be doing the same thing. I think that Bungie will work um on like their own PC releases. I don't know that they'll work on PC releases for Sony. Uh it's possible. I mean, but anything's possible, you know what I mean? So Yeah.
2: So okay, so here's there's a joke in this question and there's a real serious question here. So the serious question is does sony produce a a show based on destiny that goes to hbo or does does sony just take whatever bungie's working on and like their know-how and just produce like shows and movies that's the real question which i think i personally think the answer is yes but i don't know if i really want that because like uncharted and my follow up <laughs> to this is How many of these shows have Tom
0: Holland in them? (laughs) (laughs) Tom Holland. It's Tom Holland as Cade Six. (laughs) Uh, Which would screw Nathan Fillion out of two roles now. (laughs) Yes. Yes, literally. Um, (laughs) No, I would love to see a Destiny show. After Arcane, if they can can come anywhere close to that, I think Destiny is a great one to follow, not follow up with because they're not following shit, but like... To take the first step with. I would love to see a fleshed out Destiny story. Um, that'd be beautiful. But no, I don't want Tom Holland in my, <laughs> in my series whatsoever. Tom Holland is the ghost.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, yeah, so, uh, he would be so good. Look, Guardian. As far as I'm concerned, um, maybe. I mean. That's
0: two answers in a row. Come on.
1: Dude, they're putting out—they're
2: putting out a Last of Us show on HBO with Pedro Pascal and insert child girl here. But they're like—they're also doing an Uncharted movie. Like, I haven't seen the trailer for the Last of Us show, which I can only imagine is just carbon copy trailer of the Last of Us. But like, an Uncharted movie coming out in February—the graveyard of movies. Like, this is. I don't like why? I under- yeah. like, they did a Ratchet and Clank movie and it wasn't even that good.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that I mean that that's my thing is like this could be something that they do and like like Dylan was saying with like Arcane, right? Like they could potentially move into like a series with like a. Maybe sort of the animated thing, but Sony doesn't necessarily have the greatest track record of putting their video game IP to good use in other meets. And I, if Uncharted bombs the way that I think it's going to, because the movie—I don't think it will. It's fucking terrible. I don't think it will. I think it's wow.
2: going to be a fucking hit. I, I think it's it going to be so – I think it's going to be terrible, but I think it's going to be like – it broke February box office records. Like, oh, yeah, I that's guarantee That's because nothing
1: you. comes out good in February. Like get that That's the graveyard of movies. Of yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that – let me put it this way. I think that if Uncharted bombs, I, I think that there is someone higher up in Sun who says, dude, we got we to gotta stop this. <laughs> like, I don't know.
2: Okay. Lastly, I mentioned before, if Bungie were to work on a Sly Cooper game, is there anything in Sony's repertoire that you could think of that you'd be like, if Bungie worked on that, I'd, I'd, be, pretty, I'd be pretty amazed. I'd be really, really excited. Anything. Maybe it's Twisted Metal, which, by the way, there's a Twisted Metal show coming out soon, too. Oh, what? Yeah, starring Anthony Mackey.
0: What? The Falcon? Yeah. What, Josh is not happy about this? <laughs> no, not at all. I had no idea it was coming out, and you're already mad about it.
1: Yeah, just because I don't, I don't fucking know. I, like, okay. Leave Twisted anyway. Manual alone, please.
0: Uh, dude, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't say I would like them to give kills on a shot. Pick up where Gorilla left off. Give us a brand new experience with Killzone. That's maybe that's too generic. I mean, maybe I, that's I, I don't know. I, know. I think you're right. I mean, to be the Halo killer, right? I mean, it has Kill in <laughs> the name. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just think with the, like a f- breath of fresh air, just let Killzone. You know, Gorilla's got Horizon now. They don't even give a shit about Killzone. They haven't even thought about it. So let Destiny pick it up. Not Destiny. That's not right. Let Bungie pick it up. <laughs>
2: Killzone. Killzone had one of the best looking like enemy art. Like those bad guys always look
0: cool. Yeah, they look cool. Um, I mean, I'm going, but we've already said it once this, uh, once this episode, but, and it's another shooter. It's a cop out, but what could they do with SOCOM? Yeah. It doesn't have to be like traditional military anymore. It is, I mean, I don't know. I mean I'm sure there's a title out there that I would love to see them work on but I'm I'm immediately defaulting to the basic answers but I but for justifiable reasons I feel like they would be kind of cool.
1: Yeah.
2: Anything come to mind Josh? I have one in my back pocket that I think both of you will like keel over in your chairs and be like,
1: "Man, they really should make that." Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would really like to see them do um Uh, I would really like to see them do uh, Resistance uh, because I would love to see Resistance come back. Um, Yeah, those guns were sick in that game too. Yeah, Uh, but uh, of like an older uh, something that probably hasn't been touched in a while, this is going to sound off the wall, but I kind of would like to see them tackle uh, Legacy of Cain. like like a soul reaver type thing because they do have the, like I said, the semi RPG chops. They have the storytelling chops. And I think when you look at what they've done with destiny and the hive or halo and the flood, I think that they can legitimately bring out scary shit. And I, I would like to see them do something like that. I think that that could be fucking cool.
2: Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be cool. So the one, the one that comes to mind for me And I don't think it would stay in this universe. I think it would be outside this universe. I think it would be something maybe even entirely new. But I think it should encompass the same art design, like the same art direction, or something similar to that, the same type of world and environment, and adding in sort of the bungee mechanics of like... You know fluidity and and that kind of like motion and being able to like that kind of like snap that they have with their guns it doesn't even have to be first person i don't i don't even know if it would work as first person but all of that in mind i want bungie to crack open the gravity rush franchise oh shit. that would <laughs> be fucking awesome that would be fucking cool give me like a victorian floating city with, like, Bungie's mechanics in there and just, like, hundreds of those floating cities. And you just, like, zip from from one to one and, like, oh, man, it would be so cool. And you said, like, keep that traditional, like, really beautiful art style, right? Yeah, like, almost hand-drawn. Um, yeah. They don't even have to speak English. Like, they didn't even speak English in that game. But, like, yeah. that, like, Victorian, like like turn of the century kind of look to everything in that like almost sepia style like filter on on everything right and gems just like gems all over the place
0: no cats though no (laughs) no that would be sick especially because i don't know i feel like they could really nail that with I'm, I'm oh man not, why, I'm starting to wish for something that might not ever exist but it's like uh I see and I feel in my head right now how I play Destiny and I'm imagining I think you said it the best that snappiness that almost just complete fluid like they would nail it so hard I uh I dabbled in it a little bit I didn't really um I haven't I can't profess to be like a huge fan of the series but I dabbled in it with the one was it on PS4 uh did they have one on there? Or was it PS3? Well, uh, it was Gravity Rush. It was on the Vita.
1: Yeah, it was on Gravity the Rush. Was on they the they fucking Vita it on PS4,
2: and then they they re-released it, and then they made a second one on the PS4.
0: Yep. and that was two, right? It was a double feature. Yeah, it was. It had both games. In okay, it. it was a lot of fun. That's something that I could get behind, and that's I guess that's the proper way of thinking too because. I mean the default I mean I don't know Josh Yours is probably Fantastic too Resistance is A much better tr- I mean Killzone Yes So calm Not so much But Resistance They would crush it Yeah But Gravity Rush Is that little Hi Hector It's that diamond in the rough I would love to see that Hey how are you Can yeah, I give you a call I'm back right. In like five minutes
1: Uh well alright boys We did it Um Let's click Let's Let's pay the bills So to speak Uh no, Justin's got it oh, okay
2: Oh, because I did such a good time. You know what's
1: funny? We actually
2: didn't kill each other.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, that's usually what happens, but, yeah.
0: We think we are, and then it's okay.
2: No, but then I'll leave, and you'll be like, I don't know if it was that fucker Justin that said that. You know, that asshole that's in the Discord? That guy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Rich son of a bitch.
2: Yeah, and, like, I don't even get, like, a chance to actually respond and be like, it was facetious. I was only kidding, and then... You know, the show drops, and it's like, yeah, yeah everybody's having a good day, except, uh, except Skyrise Excellence. Fuck that guy, right? <laughs> it's,
0: it's just what has to happen at this point. Yeah. You're going to come watch the stream here in about an hour, and that's all we're going to be talking about. I, and I, I behaved myself on the stream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't, I didn't say, like, man, that water in that game looks real bad. All right. <laughs> like, I didn't. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Of all games for you to come in on, it was the sky. it was uh that, it was Legends RC. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie.
2: I'm sure that game is really fun. That stream, that was that was eye opening to me. That was one of the, <laughs> like technically if I play it in December, it's you know, before the year ends because of the challenge or whatever, <laughs> but that game fucking looks bad.
0: Yeah. It's uh I can't defend it. I was the one that played it right there in front of you, so I had the final nail in the coffin, I guess. Um, I will re- reiterate: handheld, it looks okay; docked, it looks awful. So, am I doing this? Am I going to do the whole like you can
2: find us on? No,
1: no I. Gotta... Oh, okay, all right. I'll I'll sit back. Okay, there. exactly. God, man, <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. He thinks he can just. Own everything without even fucking paying for it. I was holding a cigar the entire time. <laughs> 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 all right. So as always, you can find us on social. Oh, maybe
0: Justin should maybe do it. Should
1: do it, man. <laughs> I I've had a beer, so you know, and a rough just day. apes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. As always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Pop, Panic Pixels, and the Culture family of content. Uh, CultureBop Bop is available on Twitter, and on Instagram, and on YouTube. All of those are at Culture underscore Bop, except for on YouTube, it's actually just Culture I'm available on Twitter at the Bebop Man 182 on Instagram at BeBopMan182, and on Twitch at The underscore BeBopMan. Dylan, available on Twitter at TV, on Instagram at OMDizzy, on Twitch at OMDizzy, on YouTube at OMDizzy, and now on TikTok, at Mart, Dizzy Mart Dizzy Mart then we got old Papa Stevens who couldn't be bothered to join us because he fucking hates talking about video games and only wants to talk about Pokemon and anime
0: um, and Digimon and Digimon <laughs> like, <really?
1: laughs> he's going to listen to this and be like fuck you guys uh, <laughs> that he's kid a at the long. lunch table yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Jesus He's available on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, all at Big Papa Plays. Finally, if you're looking to support the podcast or any of the endeavors that we're undertaking as Culture Bop, then go to Patreon.com/slash Culture Toss us a pledge. We're offering some very cool perks, and once we start hitting all of our goals, even more content will be on its way. That will include more videos, more podcasts, uh, more uh, exclusive to the, to the Patreon content. Um, yeah, all kinds of stuff. So as, as a patron, I enjoy it. He is speaking wholeheartedly. There is not a lie in his voice. You should believe every word that he says. I'm not just a patron. I'm a patron. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, yeah, that's it. That is the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you again soon. Until next time, goodbye. Bye, fire team.